Does a nice sultry ribbit get you hard? Well, you're in luck because we're doing Hell Comes to Frogtown on Up All Night. Welcome to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, the podcast that dares to do more than just kiss a frog. I'm Josh, your friendly medtech representative. With me, as always, are Aura, the no-account scavenger with a string of illegitimate children, yeah. and Cody, the frog prince. Ribbit. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Ribbit. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Podcast over. This has been that podcast stays up all night. <laughs> and <laughs> so, do I have to get kissed to become human? I mean, was, or is my role simply to impregnate women in this scenario? Uh, based on the movie, I'd think the latter. Right. All right. So, uh, speaking of the movie, as as you may have heard in the introduction, audience, this week we're doing a. Uh, Hell comes to Frogtown. First, I should explain the premise of the show, shouldn't I? Ugh, I should put that in the script. So, hey, this is that podcast that goes up all night. There was a request from some viewer mail that you actually explain the network as well. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Maybe we'll explain the network at the end as part of the cash. We'll do that. So, uh, that podcast stays up all night. Is a podcast we do twice a month on the second and fourth Mondays of every month where we explore the films of USA Up All Night, a show on the USA Network that would show B-movies and tit flicks uh, for, for kids because you had all the nasty bits cut out. Uh, and I don't know, I guess we're just sort of exploring these films to see w- what value they have. What value do they have? And we're huge uh, fans of Gilbert Gottfried also. And also. <laughs> and, and Rhonda Shear. I'm here for the Shear, really. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, here for the Shear. That's, that's going to be a... Here for the Shear. You're shear either Shear or you're near. <laughs> near the Shear beer? <laughs> so this week we're doing a cult classic one. Hell Comes to Frogtown, one of the few films left to us by the uh, the brief candle that was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm. So, what's this film about? Here's Aura with your elevator pitch. So, an aging insane wrestler wanders a post-apocalyptic wasteland, committed uh, to a mission that is equal parts escape from New York and a frog-themed porno. Uh, like far more frog porno than I'm really comfortable talking about, actually. Uh, Good thing I showed up today, I guess, huh? (laughs) Unbelievably, Hell Comes to Frogtown actually predates its far more respectable cousin, They Live, though it trails behind Escape from New York, its most obvious non-pornographic inspiration. Uh, It had two directors, both with a smattering of exploitation and horror film credits, Donald Jackson and NYU grad R.J. Kizer. Donald also scripted, along with Randall Frakes, an effects supervisor from, you guessed it, Escape from New York. It stars Rowdy Roddy Piper, the famed wrestler, 
as well as Conan's Sandal Bergman and Christy Summers from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Christy Summers from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh, interesting fact, originally the lead role was written for my favorite B-movie action lead, Tim Thomerson. Is that right? Yep. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, nope. the works of Dollman. <laughs> Dollman. Dollman Tim Thomerson. He was in Dollman, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys. Was, uh, was that Trans- the same actor that did, uh, did the, the dentist character and the dentist? No, I don't uh, believe so. Then never mind. No, don't know him. <laughs> Dollman sounds like one of those like insane Gary Busey horror movies. It was a full moon horror film about a... Not horror, it was like a sci-fi film about a cop who comes to Earth chasing a fugitive, but it turns out that everybody on his planet relative size to humans is about the size of a doll. <laughs> okay. But he has a laser gun. It's it's a, it's a really weird movie. <laughs> I don't know if that, that came across. Uh, kind of, yeah. My, favorites, my favorite cheesy 80s people are Tim Thomerson and uh, Robert Zadar. So a film with... Uh, with Thomerson as the hero and Zadar as the villain would have been my, my Shangri-La. <laughs> Your Xanadu? Yep. <laughs> Unlike the actual movie Xanadu. Oh my god, so. can we talk about Xanadu for a while? <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to be a special is episode. That, is that That's my goof troop, really. <laughs> Xanadu? I'm only familiar with the Electric Light Orchestra song. Um, yes. You're not familiar with the film Xanadu? I know, I know of Olivia it, but I have not seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's a roller skating movie. Ah, okay, this it <laughs> all makes sense. In. <laughs> it all makes sense now. One of, one of the last appearances of Fred Astaire. <laughs> I think it might have been his oh, last wow. film. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so we all, uh, having heard about the movie going into it, what did we expect going into this? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll launch here because... Uh, I did a thing that I did twice with. I did a thing twice with this movie that I should not have done, which is I tried to to do it at a party. I tried to play the, not at parties. I had it with a group of other people. Uh, the first time I watched it, I'd, I'd know that it was this cult film with Roddy Roddy Piper. I had some friends over. We were going to. I think we were gonna uh, play nerdy elf games, but we didn't have a quorum, so instead we decided to watch a movie and play board games. And I was like, "Hey, let's watch this uh, fucking weird movie that I've heard of." Uh, and I put it on and. It became very uncomfortable very quickly because the first, <laughs> we'll get into it, but about the first half of this movie is kind of a porno without, without I mean, a very soft core porno. Like you don't see anything of, of super consequence, but it's, it's clearly porno-y. And uh, that's, that's an uncomfortable thing to show to a group of people. Listen, it, it, it does not need to have full nudity to be full saucy. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, guys, I don't want to watch porno. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we were gearing up to do this, I'd forgotten. I knew that it was that there were some nudity scenes early in the film, but I forgot how heavy they were. And so I was like, yeah, we should all just watch it together. It'll be funny. And uh, we all watched it along with, with Cody's lady friend. Uh, <laughs> and it was super fucking awkward again for a bit. <laughs> Especially just partway through. I think Aura was like, is this just a porno? And I was like, oh, I think it's, I think this is, I think after this it, it, it settles down. And then it went on for another like 15 minutes of, of kind of porny shit. Uh-huh. And I was just like, god damn it. Because I just kept forgetting how fucking porny the movie is. I really want to know what order the film was like shot in. Because it definitely feels like it was at two different times from the first half and the set. Well, even just locations, too. But, like, the atmosphere is very different. 
That's definitely the case. <laughs> so they had like 40 minutes of footage and they were like, okay, here's what the movie looks like. And somebody was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, maybe less of this and more of this. <laughs> Whichever one of Maybe less post-apocalyptic, more porn. Or maybe more porn, less post-apocalyptic, depending on which order it was it was shot in, you're thinking. And well, it, it did have two writers, so what I'm wondering is if, if there's a Dust Till Dawn scenario, where one of them was sort of the porno <laughs> ah. guy, who was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a great film called Hell Comes to Frogtown, and it's all about post-apocalyptic <laughs> mutants. And the other guy was like, I'm going to write a great film called Hell Comes to Frogtown, and it's all about fucking. And we're going to be <laughs> sucking toes in this movie. Uh, no. The... <laughs> it doesn't happen in this movie. No, thank God. Well, that's because it's not co-directed by fucking Tarantino. <laughs> although, although uh, I did it. I, I've told Josh this story before, but I'm not sure you know this necessarily, Cody. Uh, I didn't know that... Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn was a vampire movie and I went to go see it. So the the, the twist in the middle like oh, legitimately shit. did shock me because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh, I really shit. wish I had that experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you're like, damn, Selma Hayek's so hot and then, holy shit, that dude's torso is a guitar. <laughs> and then, wow, Tom Savini has a gun for a dick. Well, well I, I saw it with Seth and every so often it'd be like, What's happening now? Like, what is what is this? Also, George Clooney is in that movie, which yeah, that would be an extremely confusing beginning to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of this movie, did you yeah. guys have any expectations going into it? Like, what did you heard about it? So, going in, the one thing that I will say from when we talked about it, the idea of a frog nuclear like wasteland type situation. I definitely thought the scenery and background was going to be more swampland, and it is definitely just Mad Max. That's yeah. true. It's just a very generic <laughs> wasteland. There's not yep. not much specific to the idea of Frog Town. <laughs> yeah. Other, other than that, there's a town full of frog people. <laughs> right, and that is also just like a very wasteland basic industrial plant. Well, interestingly, like this is a movie. This is one of those movies. I think. I think Josh has mentioned in the past he enjoys that sort of just puts you there and doesn't need to feel the need to explain oh, yeah. its situation or anything. It is interesting in that way. Yeah. Like they refer to oh there's these mutants and they're in the mutant town and they all happen to be frogs. Why are all the mutants frog human hybrids? The opening like <laughs> the two or three care. minutes of the movie <laughs> is really misleading because it is very cool, wastelander like picking through the trash, like yeah. gun shootout. And then it immediately goes into the, the weird stuff. Yeah, it immediately becomes a porno for a while. And then later it dips back in, like a toe, into the fact that it's like a cool wasteland place. But only tangentially to a horny, horny storyline. <laughs> it is a very horny storyline. And that, I think, is the most unexpected. I think you're overstating it a bit. I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> it isn't actually a porno film. Yeah. But I think Cody's description of it as horny is very accurate because it's... It is... It's, horny toad, yeah. It's about that. It's a film that's, like, the, the main plot thrust is about fucking. Right. It is irrevocably <laughs> about procreation. 
Or, well, I mean, and we'll have to, let me let me let me say my expectations, and then we can get to the plot, so that people <laughs> who are like, "What the fuck are these guys talking about?" and we can stop sort of dodging around it. Right. <laughs> We're giving you a chance to pause and watch it now, and then come back and be like, "Yes, I agree with like, everything pause they're it right saying now." Right. Right. Right now. 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 Are we watching now? Now? Is it now? Now? When will then be now? What about now? Now? When will then be now? Soon. All right. Yeah. Well. Okay. So my expectation. I just. I. I had not seen this one previously, and I know that you and the other guy that was on this podcast that was supposed to be on this podcast would not shut up about this one. <laughs> this one was the one that he had been looking forward to, as I recall. Well, that's a cult reputation. That's a, yeah. a weird cult film. And and you and him would go back and forth about it all the time, about the frog sex and whatnot. And I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, uh, uh, what? Uh, again with the frog sex. <laughs> can, I, can I quit this show? Is it it is. Again still an with the frog sex. Turned out it was an option, because the other guy quit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So that was really the only expectation was you guys. You guys had built it up a little bit, um, and so ultimately, like when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is what they were making a big deal about." <laughs> so it didn't live up to your expectation. Well, it didn't it live up be? to my expectation in so much as, as like I said, you you guys were really excited about it, and I and I didn't. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this one's gonna be great. This one's gonna be a this one's gonna be a license to drive like five star." Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I I've already decided that if I by ever, the way, it, just real quickly, okay. I don't know if you guys noticed that I put like license to drive as my high bar for what what's gonna be a great movie on no, this I, particular I that. show. All right, <laughs> or his favorite film of all time, License to Drive. That's not correct. However, one of my top ten movies ever is a USA Up All Night movie that we haven't done yet, and we'll get to. <laughs> so, audience, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> all uh, right. We have anything more to. I interrupted you, Cody. That was... I, no, you're good. I totally forgot, though. Because uh, I was thinking about License to Drive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's it's a double Cory flick. <laughs> is there a double Cory flick Flair. called Brothers? There's like five or six of uh, them. I saw one. There aren't There aren't very many of them, but, but boy, familiar. did they... Did they burn bright and did they burn hot? I saw one like while I was filing stuff at work the other day, and that's I was like, "Oh, this is a double Corey. I know what that is." <laughs> and, and undoubtedly, you showed it to our our graphic no one, designer, no one who, was around. who then, who then was what? like, "Uh huh." <laughs> no, both of these people are named Corey. Oh, God. One of them oh be- that would have been great. One of them became a. a an abuse survivor slash rock star, and the other one is dead. <laughs> Don't Jeez. you see? This tale of two two Corys, both fair in name. And the, the one who survived is not the one you'd call. Just saying. Well, that's true. But he yeah. survived Jason and a bunch of other stuff. That's true. Which, it sort of tracks, Or and I the other day saw the uh, the new Kevin Smith, the mm-hmm. James and Bob reboot, and in the beginning, like... Jason Mewes still alive and looking a bit better than Kevin Smith. I'm going to say. <laughs> after Kevin Smith lost weight, he looks a bit. 
he looks how people who used to be heavy look when they lose a ton of weight, which is just like a shell of themselves. He looks, which he, is not to say he lo- he looks like, poor or anything. No, yeah. you just you just look at him and you're like, whoa, that guy's a shell. <laughs> I look at him <laughs> and I'm like, he should have stopped like ten or twenty pounds. He looks earlier. like he's David Byrne wearing just the saying. big suit from Stop Making <laughs> Sense. You're saying you're saying gaunt. Yes, he does. He looks he's he looks skeletal. He looks unhealthy at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I assume he's healthy. I hope he is. He's you know, I enjoy yeah. his films and I hope he's doing well. But it just he, he does not look. <laughs> well, that was like the original. I remember from like years ago. They said that they were going to his promise to Jason Mewes was like if he got like sober, they would do another movie or like a Clerks three or something. Yeah. Yeah, and supposedly the, they said they mentioned that in the intro that we, to the the yeah. event that we saw. Oh, of, nice. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Movie that'll make you real depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> go watch a movie that will make you super depressed <laughs> about your mortality. Yeah. Jesus. And being a dad. Oh, close. oh Jesus Christ! He did it. It went Toy Story on us. Yeah. No, it's. I mean. He he sort of warned you at the beginning in the in the little intro. He's like, "This movie's yeah. going to make you feel some feels," and but sure then, enough, Aww. I mean, I expected some of it, but I didn't expect like fucking dad looking Ben Affleck yeah. talking about <laughs> about the joys of parenthood. It's like, oh my god, you're very old now, and there's kids. And... <laughs> Do you know Why Ben Affleck has like a huge back tattoo? Did not. It's like a phoenix. It's something really crazy and insane that you would have no, you would never believe, but it's true. Did you know that Ben Affleck has a huge dong? <laughs> just, no, just gigantic dong. I'm not addressing that. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I, I assume. I don't know. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I think we've killed enough time here. Yeah. So, uh, we'll definitely be... not talking about the movie that, that we saw. <laughs> yeah, it's turning into further ado all over again. Right. <laughs> do we ever stay with what we're supposed to be talking about? I have no idea. I don't think podcasts don't do that. I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what the kids do. <laughs> So, we'll be back with your synopsis and some other stuff after the jumping frog of whatever county. (laughs) So hungry. Sure, there's plenty of stagnant water around here in the atomic wasteland, but where's the food? (coughs) Did somebody say food? Well... Yeah. Was that what you were waiting for, you cruel bastard? Step right up to Burrito 911. Here at Burrito 911, we like to say the wastelands are just opportunity lands with bad landscaping. That doesn't make any sense, though. If you've got the cash or bottle caps or bullets or whatever passes for money in this god-awful forsaken landscape, then we've got the street meats you've been craving. My girlfriend starved to death an hour ago... And you were just waiting until someone said the word food? So put a sock in all your ethical objections and belly up to Burrito 911, where the special ingredient is love and undisclosed food sources. Where's this meat from? It kind of has this bacony smell. Locally sourced, guys. Don't ask.
Hey listeners, and welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night, where we... I jeez, I should really write jokes for the back from the jump bits. <laughs> I always forget it's, to put it in the script. Okay, well, so we're weird. having a hopping good time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one? Is that oh, the one you're the one. running with? That's the one I'm going with. <laughs> or, the official or, joke. Or jumping with in this case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not you know leap to anything here. <laughs> not leap to any conclusions. Leap to any conclusions. <laughs> See, it's a jump. To conclusions, Matt. <laughs> Seem a little jumpy there, Aura. So, now we're coming in hot with the uh, synopsis by Cody. Take it away. You say coming in hot. <laughs> Alright, so Roddy Rowdy Piper, fresh off his WrestleMania 3 hair versus hair match with Adrian Adonis, plays Sam Hell. A legendary drifter and outlaw who has just been caught by some schmuck when the film starts. Oh, hell comes to Frogtown. You get it now? Yeah. Yeah, see, clever. His last name is Hell. It is. Because he's a terrible person in the movie. In in this synopsis that you completely are organically coming up with, um, (laughs) I did forget to write the part where we talk at first about the, the cold open, where we see somebody... Like digging through some uh, some ruins. Yeah, the the coolest shot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like they're in like sort of a, I don't know, a blown up factory in Gary, Indiana, or some shit. Yeah. And like a dude Gary, is Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Uh, and we're digging through some ruins, and uh, another guy walks up and is all like, "Hey, you're." You're a mutant, and then the mutant guy's like, "I got a gun," and the, <laughs> and the other guy's like, "You can't have a gun. You're a mutant." And then the mutant guy's like, "I have a different opinion." And Fuck you! Something. I have a gun. Uh, which is, an, as we mentioned, a very interesting scene. Uh, very little to do with the rest of the movie. Uh, and then, yeah, we get him. He's captured by this military guy. Uh, Piper is. Uh, Weirdly, not the last time we're going to see this military guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to get us, like, a demotion, you'd say. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put a bookmark on that, because uh, he's, he's Chekhov's uh, nutcase, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, they have uh, Piper chained up, and uh, <laughs> instead of showing a flashback of him doing anything cool, he immediately gets uh, released... By uh, two other female guards, who's like this man is a legendary porker. Like we have the, his, <laughs> we have his rap sheet of just this laundry not, list of dirty deeds he has and done. Not, and not a legendary porker in the way that Ora and I are. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Oink, oink, the kind that don't, uh, the, the kind that that have meetings at Burger King parking lots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a joke Cody doesn't get. <laughs> that sounds- that sounds mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask uh, ask Kyle about it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> a tip of the tongue, a taste. <laughs> <laughs> red leather, Stop yellow tasting leather, each other and get on with the podcast. <laughs> so we have Roddy Piper all chained up, and they're letting him go because he's all full of fuck juice. <laughs> but now. <laughs> But now he has... That's how you're going to say that? (laughs) Yeah, why not? So, is that that uncouth in our discussion about this frog fuck movie? (laughs) 
Were you expecting I, something classy? Again, again, I'm going to say you're overstating it a bit. That's all. <laughs> the so the the actual real deal plot is just that everybody is just so radiated their uh, their gunk don't shoot right, and they have proof that Roddy Piper is at least not radiated enough to create mutant people, and. Also, most of the women are barren, I believe, is also like a slight plot point. Except most of the female cast in it is not. Correct. So. <laughs> it is It is mentioned, so you know there's still, you know, other people out there just doing their thing. And uh, they have, they give Roddy Piper the uh, magic Mormon underwear. <laughs> no, that's that true. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got the magic shocking everlast belt, and uh, makes for the uh, cool poster though. Yes. But it's uh, basically <laughs> just like a a high tech looking cod piece that they're like, we have your junk locked up. I believe he can still pee through it. There's there's a there's a hole they specifically mentioned. There's yeah, like a slot that you can. Move your business out and about. Right. It's only there for testicular electrocution. Yes. Which I think which is, is controlled some fetish. Yeah. And it's controlled by an earring, which is definitely like the other part of that checkbox. <laughs> yes, and has like a proximity thing. And man, I really if I were him, I would really hope the fucking Wi Fi doesn't go down. Yeah. So they uh the plot is then there is a colony of women that he needs to go impregnate. But the colony, or the, the group of women have been captured. And so they have to rescue them. They're being held in the titular frog town. Yes. So they have to escort their highly sought-after goods in the form of Roddy Piper's semen, which would be dangerous and probably unethical to, to yeah. escort him <laughs> to the battle scene to, to rescue these women. And that is... The plot of the movie. And we talked about this a bit as we were watching it. Uh, how little sense that makes. Like, <laughs> why don't they send the female commandos to go out and rescue the, the fertile women and just fucking hook Roddy Piper up to a Melker? <laughs> just, just, fucking, a, just fucking shoot a rod into the prostate every once in a while and fucking collect what you need. Why are you doing that? See, that's, that's the logical solution to the problem. That's like a perfect 20 minute long like Spike Jones YouTube movie. I mean, we <laughs> saw another film actually, Boy and His Dog, for the show back in the days. Yeah. Where there's a group of people that are, spoiler I guess, uh, somewhat doing that. Yeah. And they take the logical solution, right? They're just like, yeah, no, this is how, this is how you do it. <laughs> Wait, getting milk? We take, yeah, milking a dude. Okay. Have you not seen a boy and his dog? <laughs> I have not. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you, but oh, no. it's, it's, it's a minor plot element of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you need to get the semen. You don't need Roddy walking around. <laughs> Right. He's, he is a. We should point out when he's captured, he's a known rapist. Yes. <laughs> he is a, a wanted man. Like he he get like the woman who is accusing him. I think retracts her charges because she gets pregnant. So she's like, "Well, okay, let's right. let's make some lemonade here." <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes it just feels too good. <laughs> Which is, I mean, basically this film is how MRAs view the world. <laughs> this, this part of the plot. So uh, they are, 
Driving a... So, uh, so Chad Hal is driving, huh? <laughs> yeah. A pink uh, Tank Girl ripoff. You're a PT Cruiser. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is before the PT Cruiser, like, reissues. It's like a, it's like, it looks like a Baja Volkswagen with a gun on it. And in this vast open desert with nothing around it, they come to a guard uh, crossing. We should point out that he's, uh, that he's traveling with a horny nurse. Yes. And a, and a horny sniper. Yes. Yeah, the, the horny nurse is the woman who has the uh, earring control on his electric diaper. His magic sex pants. <laughs> and then there's the the shaved head Furiosa bodyguard with them as well. Is she the is she the driver or uh, she's the gunner, I think. Right. And the the nurse the the horny horny nurse drives. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's the that's the second to next scene. Because then it's the guard, right? Uh, yeah. Once they leave, I think it's they have they have their first night together. Oh, when, it, when God. she's all walking around in her fucking underwear. Yeah. So her that is gross, fucking right. Not underwear. Exact. Not only can we not just store Roddy Piper's semen somewhere, we have to tease the organic matter. So there is a very, with no context, long, uncomfortable. Strip the organic matter. <laughs> Strip tease. What? Well, what would? How would you phrase it? I like tease the organic matter. It's in the film they say tease to a state of excitement, which I don't. I mean, I'm not. Look, I'm not a fucking doctor, but I don't think you need dudes to be constantly getting boners to keep them fertile. Right. I think it's the other way. Yeah? I, don't, I don't know that it's the other way. I think you just. Your fertility, if you just supposed use it to, in a reasonable you're supposed, to, this, supposed, this, to, supposed to lay off the dude if you want to if you want to have a kid. I, I'm, I'm that it? under the understanding. This sounds like the same school of thought. De- if you if you masturbate too much, you're going to get hairy palms. No, no, no. But it, <laughs> there is some, but kind of the opposite. Because <laughs> if, if impregnating women happen more if you if you beat off less than dudes would be beating off a shitload. <laughs> I'm just saying. The the viability of the, the factory down there. Just pretending it didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Could be the earliest Pulling episode. Pulling the ripcord on this discussion. <laughs> Could be the earliest episode that we've driven our ass. Alright, so so topical since Bone, the Jeff Smith book, is uh, getting a is getting a TV show. Listen, hold on. Yeah, I'm going somewhere. I'm, no, with this. I'm, I'm baited breath for this segue. All right, uh, uh, Bone, on. go on. Yes, so the, the amazing award-winning comic Bone. In this book, eggs are currency, like eggs from chickens. So, could Roddy Piper at the end of this movie, when he's free, could he just like tie off a couple of uh, condoms filled with his junk and use that to become like wasteland millionaire? Wasteland millionaire. <laughs> we can we can only speculate. <laughs> that's where we can watch the sequel. I was, that's the sequel. what I was just about to say. Is that what happens in the sequels? <laughs> no, Roddy Piper's nowhere near those movies. <laughs> I think Robert Zadar is in one of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it all back around. <laughs> all right, so we have the first night where the. Underwear lady is all like, hey, you gotta get boners, but I'm not gonna let you do anything. Yep. And then the sniper lady's like, I'll let you do something, I don't fucking care. Oh god, yeah. And then the the sniper lady 
Those that's the first nudity in the movie, I think. Yeah. And she just like straight up starts riding Roddy Piper in a sleeping bag. Yeah. And then and the nurse immediately comes outside because she was like, "I was." killer is all like, "No, <laughs> no, I was just awake. We were all just awake." <laughs> Do I have to get out the the fucking spray bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Bad biscuit. <laughs> oh, biscuit! He doesn't mean it. No, not you, biscuit. Keep running so, the soundboard, buddy. <laughs> and then they have another day of travel, and then uh, they find some random chick running through the wasteland. Do they shoot at her? Shooting happened in that scene? It might be. Like, at first, they're, they're trying to figure out who she is, and they somehow find out that she's fertile. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, bone down on her. <laughs> there is There are a lot of interesting similarities between this movie and specifically Mad Max Fury Road. Like, yep. <laughs> it, it, in ways, it feels like Fury Road is just, like, the perfect improvement on... Like, a few elements that really do work in this movie. Because that's also, like, the nighttime chase scene with spotlights is pretty cool. I I think you could maybe say it's some of the concepts from this, but taken from an angle that incorporates ideas about gender that aren't horrid. Right, yeah. (laughs) Because it's... And and I do want to say, after the first, like, the underwear teasing and the humping scene, I I think that's when Aura was like, is this just porn? And I was like, I think for now it gets better. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't, because the next scene involves them capturing a woman, uh, <laughs> fucking drugging her up on roofie juice, oh, and, having yeah. fucking, and having Roddy Piper go to town, lay some Roddy Pipe. Yep. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yep. Da, 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 da. State-sponsored rape. <laughs> but it's okay, because at the end, the girl's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing good. And they offer to set her up with a nice apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Man, even celebrities don't give out deals like that anymore. <laughs> take take what you can get in the wasteland. Nice uh, park view. <laughs> so then, let's see. So then, finally, we get to the titular frog town, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Say it like that. That's uh, exactly how I want to phrase it. Which is where the ladies are being held. Here's where the actual movie starts. <laughs> okay, this was the other. Real quick, since we are about to get to the first actual frog people you will see of the film, Hell Comes to Frogtown, I also expect there to be some Howard the Duck level frog breasts. And I was sadly disappointed with the lack of. Uh, Frog breasts. Yeah, I don't think you actually get to see any frog kid in this. Nope. You still get that. You still get there's, that implication. There's definitely a frog lady who wants to <laughs> to show her. Yeah. Her biologically implausible. And it's it's definitely just Sam Raimi in a suit. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, so what's their plan to infiltrate the, the frog fortress, Cody? Oh, yeah. They, first, we have to uh, put our, uh, our horny nurse in a uh, Slave Leia bikini, Deja Thorne, Barbarella, nice little tie-up number. And Roddy Piper has to be the, uh, the man who's uh, carting her in for trade to the, uh, to the frog cantina. Is that, is that like, that's how I would describe it. Yeah. 
she has all kinds of special costumes. <laughs> you know, all of them are in that uh, that sexy costume yep. segment. The, we even hit the sexy "I Dream of Genie" outfit later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, they leave the sniper lady behind. Yeah, because would, you wouldn't want anybody who knows how to handle herself in a right. Fight. Yeah, you wouldn't want an extra like hand on the inside, another assassin person that definitely uses those skills later. Later, later, way later. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you get a cool Jabba's Palace frog dancing scene. And, uh... And they meet up at a a nice little bar. Oh, you get Uh, introduced to the, like, the other human character who's been, like, there the whole time. And that's the other B-plot about the movie is that the frog people are getting guns. Yeah, because of uranium mined by this mining guy. Yeah. Who is played by Rory Calhoun, who also starred in, or didn't star in, but was in last <laughs> week's uh, Angel. Is that right? Last two, week, two weeks ago is Angel. Oh, the the shooter guy? Yeah, that was Rory Calhoun. Holy shit. Look at that. Same dude. <laughs> still shooting guns. Still shooting guns. Still, he's, He was a guy you could reliably cast if you needed an old cowboy guy. <laughs> oh. Can't afford his, his Sam IMDb. Elliott. Who should we get? <laughs> his IMDb is a fucking pile of, of cantankerous old Western <laughs> archetypes. Mountain man. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to see him again. The weird thing about this scene is what it reminds me of in particular because there's, there's one of the frog guys that they're initially talking to who turns out, it turns out won't matter. <laughs> I can't remember his name. But he has like sort of a fez. And it remind, the, the scene reminds me of fucking Casablanca. Because <laughs> it's it's all about because uh, Roddy Piper is trying to sell his his slave girl to this uh, Bethesda frog man under the table because you're not supposed to because uh, because Chief Toti or whatever uh, uh, yes Commander, Commander Toti and his uh, bull his uh, his his uh, heavy. <laughs> uh, don't want you to sell any people without them being involved. Yeah, they want a they want a piece of the pie. Toadie's got to get a taste because Toadie has the three snake. You got to do the dance for the three snake. Yes, the dance of the three snakes. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. Let's, let's not forget about that. That'll we'll I talk for- about that. This will be the, the second time that I've forgotten about that. <laughs> and then, then both of the others, it's watching a movie, and then it's like, oh my god, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> they're they're cowards for not showing something for that. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Aura? That wasn't there. In the were, bu- there was an IMDb trivia about it. Like, oh okay, yeah, she refused to do it at the last minute. Or something. Oh she refused no, to do, well, well, this is a different thing. But yeah, I, the, no, okay. I, the, yeah, her nude scene. I'm talking about. Oh, I want to see this. Sorry, sorry to tease the bit, but three frog penis. Like, oh that. Yeah, okay. it's, there's a guy. The commander Tony, as it turns out, has it's implied in this later scene. Uh, a, a, a trifold dick. <laughs> we'll getting, call it. We're getting into some JoJo's bizarre adventure stuff in this he's, movie. He's got a real pitchfork happening, and it's and you don't get to see it. And I don't know. You really want some sort of cheesy tentacly effect, <laughs> right? That's that is again one of the highlights of the movies is some of that like real early groundwork up prosthetic mm-hmm. work on all of the the frog people and commander toady is 
is like the best and also at the worst kind of looks like a uh, showbiz pizza bear sometimes. Yeah. It's the, the effects in this, and you know, we're going to delve into review for a second here. The effects in this are one of the better parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Nothing in it is super elaborate. With the possible exceptions of the frog masks, which are clearly prosthetics that are particularly for the the men who aren't just makeup, yeah, uh, but have like big masks on. Uh, like they're clearly somewhat elaborate prosthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the one of the people involved with the the direction or the writing or whatever I can't remember was a uh, was a guy who had the effect. Uh, Effects experience, and mm-hmm. you can kind of tell it because they clearly know how to work well within their budget range. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think. Yeah. Agree. Well, they know, like, all right, if we want to shoot 40 minutes of frog scene, we have to have at least 20 minutes of horny <laughs> underwear scene. That helps, too, that a good chunk of the movie is <laughs> and then, just people fucking. So good, we then we got to get a good, like, out on. 10 minute long dance scene. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect idea. But that's, at, at this point, that's basically then we're in the final act of the movie. The yeah. the female nurse is, is captured. She's, she has yeah, to. The, the underground sale goes awry because Bull finds them out and captures both of them. Yeah. And finds out from a spy that, uh, that they are working with med tech mm. who the frogs don't like. <laughs> for Ooh, some yes. reason. Ooh. Right. <laughs> The sworn enemy of medtech frogs. <laughs> so yeah, they the she does a dance to uh, provide a distraction. Roddy Piper runs around with the gun guy and eventually starts uh, uh, kicking ass. He sort of tricks Bull into cutting off his uh, explosive underwear. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He has oh. him like all chained up. We almost forgot the scene where he's like initially hiding, where he. Uh, Hides with the frog lady. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, that's where who is DTF? Yeah, we get that uh, Gremlins two Lady Gremlin action a little bit in this movie. Yeah, if you watch the Lady Gremlin scene and you thought this wasn't explicit enough for me, <laughs> then you know you don't you don't really get to see anything with the lady. Although she is wearing a fairly diaphanous dress, and I, I feel like there's some attention to detail there. <laughs> right. Um, but she clearly wants to fuck the dude, and it's clearly gross. It's some, it's some Pepe Le Pew level uh, camaraderie. I don't know if that makes me anti-frog mutant or something, but I don't <laughs> want to see Roddy Piper fucking a frog lady. It's, a, it's not anti-frog. It's, a, it's very just uh, consent is important. <laughs> consent and communication. And then I was, uh, I was thinking about if, uh, if for furries... And you're having sex with like the fursuit on is a prosthetic level like this movie is that like the Jim Henson of of going at it is that, <laughs> is that like the the ultimate that you can get is like your realistic like wet looking frog suit it's, it's like it's real nice props you know real great effects you uh, you have overthought this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's I didn't. I haven't even seen Shape of Water. <laughs> it's definitely on other people's minds. <laughs> I mean, it was basically a, sequ- a sequel to this. Yeah, <laughs> right. <clears throat> All right, so they they're captured. There's the distraction. They make their escape. Yeah, shoot out. 
prolonged action scene, different type of shootout. That's and it's all pretty cool. Like it's a, a weird bit where the guy who initially captured Sam ambushes them uh, again, uh, again because he's mad because the medtech bitches are trying to rule the world. Right, we some real MRA shit. We never got to that even earlier, but uh, he stops them at the gate because he's been demoted to gate security guard, and it okay. almost like shoots at them like point blank in the face. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we also have a machine gun pointed at you." He's like, all right, well, I guess you can go. Yep. <laughs> but they, they, they fight. He blows up their car, and uh, and then Roddy Piper finds him and kills him. Right. Uh, it's real pointless. Yeah. <laughs> the ending of the movie is a cool enough action scene mixed with, like, perfect B-movie schlock that it's it's worth seeing. Yeah. and And then... Toadie and the other frog commandos, battle toads, pull up in their own wagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have another fight. <laughs> and uh, Roddy Piper uses a rocket launcher to destroy them. Yep. And they, they win and they have saved all of the women. And then Roddy's like, oh, that's right, I have to bang all these women. And then the nurse is like, I wish you could bang me. And Roddy's like, I will. I will bang everyone. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> that is this very strange movie. There's not... One thing I discovered thinking about a plot summary for this, there's not a lot of plot to this fucking movie. Yeah. So... <laughs> it goes places. It's Are like, we... They find the guy. It's this post-apocalyptic wasteland. He's one of the only people who's fertile. And they're like, go free these women. And then he goes to free the women. And he does. Do we, uh, are we going to do a jump or do we want to start getting into the, like, review for it? Uh, let's, let's do, delve into the, let's do the discussion and review stuff. Okay. And I, something I was thinking about was the way that I would, sh- if I wanted to show this movie again to somebody else, I would lead them into it as if we were watching Evil Dead 1, where I'm like, okay, this is a cool movie, there's some neat effects... There's some weird rape shit right off the bat in the beginning of the movie. You're going to need to close your eyes for like five minutes. Yeah. And for for this, you know, it's not even as brutal as that uh, film is. But that's like a horror movie. And this is just like a, a sci-fi romp. I would just be like, it is it is real, real deal Skinamax for a little bit. and then it, And then it goes back towards the cool sci-fi angle or wasteland. Yep. <laughs> it, it is a movie that needs a lead-in, which is sort of the, the discussion topic that I came up with for us, which is, you know, this is a lot of up-all-night movies. Uh, are problematic. Well, no, are, well, obviously. Uh, but have this, this horniness, at least, like a minimum horniness uh-huh. to, like, Monster High, up to... Basically, just being kind of softcore, maybe your cheerleader beach party, mm-hmm. uh, which is some penetration shots away from being fucking, from being actual porn. Um, <laughs> very boring porn, but porn. Right. So, I suppose sort of an interesting question. The way that I wrote it is, how porny is too porny in these movies? Like, like, how does this movie sit on the like? Where do the puns stop and the? Because well, showing I feel it to people, it's definitely a movie I'm not going to show. Like, that's what keeps me from 
And I wonder if this is the thing that keeps people, because a lot of people have heard of this movie more than I think have seen it, and I wonder if what keeps you from showing it at bad movie nights and such is just the fact that you're asking your friends to sit through 30 minutes of Roddy Piper fucking chicks before you right. head and up to the the actual bit where there's weird frog mutants and Casablanca and shit. Right. I was thinking about that, too, because it is... That is kind of the distinction, because every bad movie has... Or, like, good bad movie worth, you know, in a situation like this that we're talking about, has some extended scene that's, like, 20 to 30 minutes long that's, like, boring or weird or uncomfortable... Yeah. But but it's funny to talk through because it's obvious they're just stretching for time. Yeah. But it, it's just this one, if you take that scene, which is arguably like the horny part of the like beginning of the or like the end of the middle of the first half. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> it's it's roughly it's thirty minute thirty to forty minutes of the film. So it's yeah. like most of like the, the first second half quarter is it seems that are very involved with sex. Yeah. it And it is, like, she is in very, like, weird, cool, sheer wasteland lingerie. And it's like, that scene specifically is exactly what you will find, like, like clipped on Pornhub somewhere. Like, in a compilation of a bunch of movies where actresses do exactly what is, like, a striptease. She's in, like, a camo print, like, set where, like, the bottoms of her underwear set. Because I want to talk about her underwear. It's <laughs> weird. It, they have this. It's the thing that I only see in movies from the 80s. Because if you watch No Holds Barred, there's something similar on someone in it. Where they have bottoms that are, like, high-waisted, kind of silky and sheer, but also have all this weird lace and shit around them. <laughs> so they look kind of diapery. It's I find it profoundly unsexy. <laughs> Like, I know it's supposed to be, like, you know, fancy lingerie but to me it just it looks like a diaper. It looks like she's having Those bloomers confidence. were good enough for your mother. They'll be good enough for you. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, everybody's rocking sexy cod pieces this whole movie. <laughs> like, I, do the frogs have anything? I feel like they're just mostly, like, uh, what would be, like, uh, tattered skirt sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember how they're dressed, to be honest. There's the one that's wasteland rags. The guy from the opening who reports back at a certain point, who's just basically in a concealing head to toe. Yeah. Coat shit. Um. The movie, the thing that sparked a bit earlier in the discussion here for me, a good comparison I think is the room. Because if you show the room to people, yeah, like. It's, it's a funny, it's a goofy film, and then they're fucking. Yeah, um, that's fair. And then there's a little bit more goofiness, and then they're fucking again. And, like, the first 20 minutes or so, there are two softcore sex scenes that are real uncomfortable. And I definitely, because the first people to show that to me were my brother and my mom. <laughs> uh, and I was definitely sitting there watching a film, like, uh, is my fucking mom and brother showing me a Skinamax movie? Like... <laughs> What is what is happening in this fucking film? Right. And it's not really that. It's a weird drama, but, like, there's we, that awkwardness to it. Right, even that one is so, like, in the room weird and funny because it, it kind of comes out of nowhere and then it stays, like, a little bit long. 
It's it, way too long. Right. That guy's weird, weird ass. It reminds me of when the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia do the like Lethal Weapons 6 and 7 and 8 where Frank always has like an extended sex scene. Like it's really <laughs> not that far off. These, <laughs> these people always want to do that. But in like Hell Comes to Frogtown, it's just like the lead up and then they cut it right off and they're like, oh yeah, that's like exactly what we did. We teased you because that's what we need to do for your stuff or whatever. But that's what they're doing to the audience. And then they immediately do it like two and three and four more times, like back to back. Yeah, it's like giving horny teens a reason to watch these movies, I guess. Um, there's a quote from Jim Wynorski, uh, who, some of whose films I'm sure we'll be watching for this series, uh, who sounds like a bit of a scumbag. Uh, and, and the quote is, tits are the cheapest special effect. Oh. Uh, and I think that certainly gets to why people, why directors use the Jesus. sex scenes and things in there. <laughs> because, you know, these films are very much targeted, it's, it's whatever less... the ratings say, at sort of teen boys, I think. And, right. You know, teen boys want to see tits. Yeah, it's uh, a little less sexy than just the uh, sex sells moniker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah. We're a very uh, catered-to demographic. Yeah. I mean, particularly with these kinds of films, like, these are... And I, and I think there was more of an, even more of an impetus for that back then, because nowadays I think there's less pressure on films to do that. Yeah. I think you see less gratuitous nude scenes because of that, because... Internet has made porn ubiquitous. Like it's well, I feel like so there's also just like a, a definitely more understanding that if your film is set in modern times, like modern, nothing in modern society acts that way. Or even in like your sci-fi world, like I said, Mad Max Fury Road, yeah, handles exactly this premise like so much better and like empowers in the right way. Like it feels like there's points of this movie where it kind of wants to maybe pretend like it's doing that, but then never really does. Like the one, the bodyguard lady is pretty cool, but I'm pretty sure she even gets like shot and hobbled. Like Roddy Piper is definitely just the hero because he's the he's the man. Even though from scene one we know he's a rapist. Speaking of uh, speaking of Roddy Piper, do we want to? No, 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 no. Are we not? Oh, yeah. I was we probably do that around the games. I, I think Aura uh, has something about that, though, based on his reaction there. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Well, what, what reaction? This bit is cut. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything? Like, Aura, what do you think about... And do you think that there's certainly a change in between modern movies and these movies because of the relative availability of porn and sort of the pressure to, for films to be pornier back then for adolescent... And teenage boys. How horny are you now, Aura? On a scale of yes. one to ten. Yes, mm, yes. How? Um, was there pressure then and now? <laughs> the pressure in your well, I don't. <laughs> I pressure in your palm right now. Aura was dealing with a few issues, so he was wandering <laughs> around a bit. So I don't know how much of the discussion. <laughs> I I had some technical difficulties with my script machine. Um, so, Which so, is fine. So I was I was trying to get it charged. In the okay. conversation Cody and I were talking about, a fair yeah. deal of it was that in these older movies they tend to include a fair amount of porn. We're on the like the, the subject of like mm-hmm. how porny is too porny. Um, 
And I was theorizing about oh, uh, some of that. Yeah, I don't need the rest. How porny is too porny? Never enough. <laughs> the end. Right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, seriously. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that... And specifically in terms of cheesy movies, like what can like what do you show to friends at fun well, to, for you fun know, movie parties? I'm sitting parties? here and I'm trying. I, when we started, Kim, not this. <laughs> when, well, when we started the Up All Night project, I you know one of the ideas we had that we're still kind of kicking around is this idea of like what what contemporarily fits this mold too, right? Um, yeah. And uh, and I've had a real hard time actually trying to come up with things because I don't know if this form necessarily exists in in, yeah. in the same way um, because well, it's it's big budget or you know YouTube and that, yeah. it, you know there's there's kind of not a lot in the middle anymore. Well, sort of what um, I was theorizing is that the availability of porn through the internet makes like in these older movies this was often and I quoted Jim Wynarski tits are the yeah I, I, heard, effect. I think you I heard, heard that, that. Bit, yeah. <laughs> I believe you heard that because you look disgusted um, I did <laughs> uh, as you should be because it's a terrible comment right. by a terrible human. Um, I don't know if he's a terrible human, but that's certainly a terrible comment. Um, yeah. but I think that there was more of a like you could use that as as a selling point for these these harder to market films back then. Uh, but I don't think you can use that as much nowadays. Right. I, I don't think there's as much commercial push for you to have like in your horror I movies. I, mean, to always I don't have know because movie. like there are times where like celebrities will bear all for the first time and all of a sudden that movie will get a spike, you know? Mm. Like something like Red Sparrow that was the the first time uh, Jennifer Lawrence was nude on screen Hmm. that got this kind of spike because of that. Uh, Mr. Skin subscriber Aura McWilliams. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, well, I just... They they talked about it on Access Hollywood. Which, well, let me tell you how I know this. (laughs) So... uh, they were talking about this specific topic on Access Hollywood with with Jennifer Lawrence because uh, of her because of her appearance in uh, in Red Sparrow and something and, something protests too much. Well, right. the <laughs> the uh, the idea behind it though was she was saying that like because she had that 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 uh, leak that that nude leak on the internet. That she was trying to take back her sex. She's like, look, like this is my way of taking back my sexuality yeah. a little bit. Um, but then, you know, like the Access Hollywood people pushed them as hard as the Access Hollywood people would, which is like, well, don't you think people are just now going to see it for that? And she, you know, she's like, well, if they, you know, like this is my form of empowerment, basically. In fairness to her point, I don't think it was marketed heavily around like you sure. get to see Jennifer right. Lawrence's tits, like, but that's. I, I didn't know that was the case. Yeah. But that it, well, I that, watch Red Sparrow, and, and you do just now. Kidding. And you're like, do, do, do. just kidding. But <laughs> it is uh, like it's it's interesting that it comes back around to this as often as it does because we're we're reviewing these movies with that like new lens now. But every every like day and every week and every like month that we do the show, there's still like more and more stuff like around this exact topic. Because I just saw a thing about uh, Bella Thorne, who was a uh, either like Nickelodeon or Disney Channel actress, and how she just received like a Pornhub award award for like a humanitarian thing that she did, sort of. But it's really it's just like a, a porn video. Mm. It's like a Pornhub take taking it back 
sort of expression. Yeah, I think I remember she was involved in some. It was some. It was a charitable thing through Pornhub, right? Which I mean, which Pornhub sure. does lots of like <laughs> cool charitable things. It's just like also a porn site, or like that's. I sure. mean, it's called Pornhub. That's also. what. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's primarily a porn Bad. site. <laughs> it, is, it is making a revenue through porn. <laughs> Well, there are, there are charitable sites that also happens to do porn. Huh? They're, they're basically Amnesty International, but you also get to see Bush. Adam and Eve, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> it, it is a podcast. I'm going to go back to technical difficulties. <laughs> Bella Thorne in the Twilight movies? I always forget who the fuck she is. No, Bella Thorne is like... is. Is more modern even than that. Okay, uh, I know I've seen her in things, but she never sticks in my. God, I I'm tr- I'm racking my brain, but it was definitely I can remember the like iCarly generation of live action like kids television show people, and then anything past that. What happens is every time I try to think of her, I just picture uh, the woman that plays what's her name on Riverdale, the evil redheaded chick. Oh, a Bloss, I don't know, Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl. I always picture Cheryl instead. Disney's Shake It Up. <laughs> she was dancer CeCe Jones on Disney's Shake It Up, which is like oh, a dance-themed TV show. Yeah, had had no fucking idea. What? All right, so yeah. Hi. Weird, weird conversations about sex in these movies, which is a topic that I'm sure we will come back to again <laughs> and fucking again. <laughs> It's kind of an evergreen discussion topic, right? Well, I was just like, "Wow, you know," I was like, "I was like three, uh, three hairy white dudes sitting around <laughs> talking about female empowerment." That's uh, that, that should really be the tagline for this one, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and it's one of the two podcast formats. The others being a uh, three hairy white dudes sitting around talking about MRA shit. <laughs> Thank God we're not the other, then. right? So, well. I, don't we women also, aren't allowed to podcast. We do have like a. Uh, would, would that be? Is this the cross promotion? Is it air or is the other show a thing that we should plug? Uh, well, let's let's hold on plugging until we have more. All right, in stone for that for sure. We certainly will once we do. Yeah. Um. Stay fucking tuned, y'all. So we want to move on from the discussion here. We can. Yeah. All right. Well, next uh, next segment we. Uh, with great trepidation, hand the keys over to Aura for the Woo-hoo! games yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the games portion, uh, hoping that he doesn't drive us into a fucking creek after the jump. Okay, guys, we've got to cut some promos for this dog of a show. Anyone have a slogan? Uh, I got one. How about something like that? Podcast stays up all night. Your one-stop shop for rewind nostalgia. Oh yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Uh, or how about, uh, that podcast stays up all night, bigger, longer, and uncut. Wasn't that a South Park tagline? Uh, how about, uh, that podcast stays up all night. They don't make them like they used to anymore. Not bad, though I'm sensing kind of a theme here. Okay, listen up. That podcast stays up night, your hardcore movie fix. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to limit our audience that way. (laughs) How about, that podcast stays up all night. Podcast with a history of excellence. Hmm. Got it. That (laughs) podcast stays up all night. Cross-species fucking. What? What? Dude, what What the fuck are you doing? It's like the movie. I'm trying to to sexy it up to make the show more appealing. (laughs) 
Remember those boxes of unsold cheerleader photos? Not to mention the uh, used uniform Oris tried to sell on eBay. No one wants a podcast with three hairy Midwestern dudes to be sexy, okay? I'm just, you know. Fine, whatever. We'll do it your way, prudes. Good. I mean, good. And Cody, why are all your slogans about nostalgic movies? Oh, because you guys are both so fucking old. Welcome back to That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Uh, ribbit, 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 ribbit. Here's Aura with the games. Ribbit. <laughs> that was called the cop out. <laughs> well, that's just that's just hopping over it, huh? Like, uh, so, uh, you're gonna make the audience You're gonna make the audience hopping mad that way. Uh, no, um, so. So, uh, welcome to the game, the fun game section, guys. Woo! Woo! Like, that mean, I mean we're going to be playing Battletoads? Do you have Battletoads for the Nintendo 64? <laughs> better one. Did Battletoads even come out for the Nintendo 64? I have no idea. Every day somebody asks if, if we there have Minecraft a... on the Wii or something wild like that. There was, there was a, Battletoads 1 was NES. I know there was a sequel, but I'm not sure what it was on. And I know there was a Genesis. But that might have been Battletoads versus Double Dragon. What? Jesus. Is that I real? believe there was a Battletoads versus Double Dragon. Battletoads versus SNK. So anyway, back to the fun and games portion. Uh, hopefully Josh puts behind me talking right now some fun and games music. <laughs> that's the battle. No, that sounds like way too much effort. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Like, like dating game music? That'd be great, right? <laughs> Royalty-free game music. <laughs> so I... Uh, now you I guys think... need to hire somebody who's a musician at the store. <laughs> and then we can have themes. Listen, if we can Patreon unlock buying me a guitar, I will write us some songs. <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's take a spin of that wheel, Cody, and see what it lands on, buddy. Speaking of musicians... <laughs> Are you sure you want this one? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> there. That was. Well, you moved it to Wasteland Millionaire with Piper Soda. So. <laughs> I'll let Josh explain what the Piper Soda is all about. Uh, so, a while back, me and Aura were hanging out at the local soda shop. No, we're not old. <laughs> and. We were just getting our sarsaparilla on. I don't know what you're... Sadly, sadly your best gal couldn't join us. Um, <laughs> I need a milkshake in a metal container. <laughs> they didn't have any phosphates for us. Um, I used to go to the Rock and Roll Runs in Lincoln, Nebraska and drink phosphates. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, so... Telegram uh, sweeping the nation. Cream soda. <laughs> So they, have, so they have a shelf full of disgusting soda at the at the local soda shop, because that wasn't a joke. <laughs> um, and on the disgusting shelf, I noticed that they had a Rowdy Roddy Piper bubblegum soda, all out of bubblegum. <laughs> so does that mean this is just a kicking ass soda? This is a kicking ass soda. It is the flavor of kicking ass. Is so, that, that's why it's pink. <laughs> so here's what, here's what I want to do with this. I, I came up with a couple real quick questions on the fly. Um, uh, like as as sort of trivia questions, you know, millionaire style, right? Yeah. Um, 
so I was thinking, uh, if you get them right, I take the drink of the cra- of the disgusting soda. If you get them uh, uh, wrong, you take the drink. Uh, so it's 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 a drinking game. Alrighty. Involving involving gross ass soda. <laughs> uh, so um, maybe bubble gum or ass soda. <laughs> unfortunately, Josh is going to get all these right because I couldn't find I couldn't think of any movies <laughs> because you're Josh, old. <laughs> well, because Josh had I was trying to think of movies Josh hasn't seen, or at least something that at least something that Josh wouldn't know from some movie he's seen. And and I'm then not my phone died. In movie trivia. <laughs> uh, fair enough. You know what? Uh, well, let me start with you then, Josh. So, who plays Anti Entity in Beyond Thunderdome, a Wasteland movie? Anti Entity. By the way, all of these are Wasteland movies. Is that Tina Turner? God damn it! Oh, see, all right, here we go. I knew that one, so we're we're good. We're even keel. How how so would you disgusting or better? It's 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 bubblegum soda. It it really is. It's you not. Describe yeah, it as I, I was. I, I uh, light actually, very light. Um, Airy. I uh, I assumed it would have a dir- dirty aftertaste because some of these crap sodas kind of have that dirt aftertaste, and and this one does not. So it's it's actually kind of you know, I don't know I don't know why it was on the disgusting shelf. I assume just because some people don't like bubblegum soda. I do want to say my scale is usually disgusting or better in reference to something awful post that I want. So sure. there was some scavenge from some forum where they were talking about like sex stuff yeah. on one of their like Photoshop Fridays or whatever uh, Forum Thursdays or whatever the fuck uh, where it was some asshole who had posted is it is it disgusting or better to have bear spelled B-E-A-R hand up ass during sex <laughs> which I laughed for to the point where I thought my life was in danger <laughs> it was like a half hour of laughing <laughs> every time I tried to stop laughing I'd look at the screen again and I'd be like bear Man. Just kept picturing like a giant bear paw like plunging up somebody's ass. Oh, no, you don't want that. That is not how you want to be ended. Or does it, Cody? I'm imagining so it's, it's like, a, like a novelty bear slipper sized paw. <laughs> exactly. Like a whole can? Yeah. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> Alright, Cody. <laughs> Where does the principal action and the bomb hit in the day after? Oh my god. Uh, also another Wasteland movie. The, These are all Wasteland the movies. Day after say that. <laughs> no, no, the day what after tomorrow? No, what location? The film The Day After? Yeah. It's a TV movie. Well, a TV movie, yeah. Uh, Alright, Shot in the Dark, New York City. Nope. God damn it. All right, Josh, right. go ahead. You, you, so I drink? It yeah. actually takes place in Lawrence, Kansas. Really? Simon yeah. Casey. Wow. It was a TV movie. It was one of the most depressing TV movies you'll ever watch in your life. Absolutely. Uh, also, so it influenced U.S. foreign policy. because Purportedly, Ronald Reagan watched it and <laughs> became very committed to nuclear treaties with Russia afterwards. Well, if you've never seen it, mostly it's about... Uh, this dude's face melting off for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a you know most atomic movies. There's some sort of cool wasteland thing. In the day after, a bunch of bombs <laughs> hit, and then people just slowly die of radiation poisoning. Nice. I hear that's hot right now with that uh, Chernobyl series. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Josh. The opening scene of Star Wars: A Wasteland. Right. What are the names of Luke's aunt and uncle? 
Uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. God damn it. Yeah, that's the easy one. Yeah, well, that's, I couldn't think of any other wasteland sort of like trivia about... It's the most famous uh, named pile of ash oh. in cinema history. The second taste is a lot a lot less good. <laughs> I, I like the internet photoshopped image of the Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru action figure. Yes, uh, that's... <laughs> I love that. Uh... Cody, uh, the the mutant wasteland and Total Recall takes place where Mars. That's correct. Yes. All right. All right. Well, that's all I got for that one. Get to Mars. <laughs> so, Get cheers up, fellas. To... Woo, woo. Do you want to... Oh, that's good podcast mm. material right there. The clinking of glasses. The clinking. The taste isn't bad, and the aftertaste isn't bad, but there's like a middle taste. That's real medicine. Yeah, it, it does have a little bit of. It's that like almost vaguely like syrupy fill feel to it. Yeah, it definitely smells like what bubblegum flavored medicine smells like. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that we're splitting this one bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Three mouths, one bottle. You want to? Uh... Not simultaneously, just for the listeners. Me and Cody do have cups. Um, Very fancy. I like these cups. These are nice cups. That is a weird flavor profile. Because it really is just in the middle. There's that weird note. Runny. And I don't describe it as runny. Runny. It's a lot of bubble gum, that's for sure. You you want to hit us with another spin of the wheel? Oh, it sped back up. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right. Yeah, I think, I think you need to get the, the <laughs> mechanism checked on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a rigged wheel. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> we got to... I need to lube it up later. <laughs> yeah. How Not big, during this movie. Don't say that. How big did we establish it was? Like two stories tall? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the wheel on, uh, on damn uh, the wheel. The Fox <laughs> game show, right? <laughs> Uh, so uh, this one's our favorite genre swap. Woo! So uh, genre swap uh, in this game, we all pick different genres for each other and retell this movie based in that genre. Uh, who do you, who do you want to give to this week, Josh? Uh, who did I give to last week? I, can't I don't remember. remember. <laughs> uh, I'll give a gift to you, Aura. All right. And Aura, you can give to Cody, and Cody can give to me. So Cody, anime. Ah, perfect. I can do this. Josh, after school special. Oh damn. Uh or a nineties rainy action TV show. You know what I mean? Like you're sort of like the cr- Okay. Almost, yeah. Okay. Like, like yeah. The, All like right. Captain America. Yeah. Like uh, we've talked about this before on the show. Like the crow. Yeah. Series. Uh, I did, I've never heard it referred to as rainy. But I always think of it as rainy because the, the gothic, the cinematography uh, of that era. I always think of streets that are wet. Yeah, yeah. Because wet streets look more interesting. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> All right, I, I'm brainstorming, Cody. You said you had yours kind of thought up. Oh no, I just oh, okay. uh, I love that category. Uh, I, <laughs> But the anime is weird enough, you could keep it almost exactly the same way. I know that's not the game, and that's not fun. I'll, yeah, that's, that's not fun at all. I'll come up with something, but uh, this movie could easily be adapted into an anime. So, alright, my, uh, alright, here we go. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right, so so uh, this is of its era a little. Yeah, you know, uh, this particular movie is is we as we said a, a little bit is is a bit of an '80s flick, right? So uh, so the rainy action movie like genre is is more '90s. So uh, unfortunately. Like in my brain, I can't I can't separate the '90s from it. So as I as I talk about this, it's going to have a little bit of uh, <laughs> neon noir flair to it. Is that Blade Runner? <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a it's a team up movie with Roddy Piper and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, where they're both superheroes. <laughs> okay, and Frogtown is the name of the the Gotham like uh, with the spires and all of that. Um, but everything has a green tint to it. That's the frog town, right? <laughs> and and there there are these these sewer dwellers, but like nobody's actually seen them. Like they they're just talked about in legend. And, and so so it's it's up to Piper and Duggan to investigate the 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 the, the sewer dwelling frog townites, right? Like um, and and. Uh, it's mostly an excuse to have uh, have have these two wrestle men like like eventually come come to the darkness right this dark you know attacking figure in the sewer and uh, and 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 Duggan gets a scratch from one of them and ends up becoming infected with <laughs> with whatever it is that's, that's the sewer dwellers, does, right? Does this 2x4 get infected, too? What's that? Does this 2x4 get infected, too? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, his, uh, the, oh, yes. Uh, so the nails at the end of it are now a weapon, the weaponized. <laughs> so it's up to Piper now to solve the, 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 the mystery of what's going on with his beloved partner, and and, uh, and save the town from these and, from these sewer dwellers. And who's the mastermind? Teenage Ninja Turtle. What? Who's the evil mastermind? Who's the evil mastermind? Uh, oh, um, gosh. Uh, I, uh, I have hang, an no, 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 no. Hang on. I got this. I got this. Um, it is uh, the the millionaire character from D- WCW. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's good. I was going to say the Undertaker. But, no, I like I like that's that funny. That's good. Uh, gold Dust is one of his uh, sidekicks yeah. too, right? Yeah. Ooh, problematic Gold Dust. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So my after-school special version. Okay. Uh, the lead role will be played by Elizabeth Berkeley. Ooh. Uh, who is an honor I'm student? I'm so excited. In the, in the pre-wastes, and she gets really hopped up on caffeine pills. And she breaks into the school and dissects all the frogs mm. uh, for the school project, and then like all of the frogs. Yep, she's so like she's all so hyper. Frogs. She's so hyper with honor student hyperness that she just just dissects row after row of frog. It's like uh, she leaves them up like <laughs> along the road, you, hanging in your like, in your head. Is there a montage scene of this? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> uptown girls. Too, playing I'm so in the excited. Uptown girl. No, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then right when that's done, the apocalypse happens, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> the apocalypse happens, and she's left alive, and somehow, uh, because Bayside has very asbestos-heavy walls. <laughs> is, uh-huh. is that the after-school, like, uh, message here? Well, that is part of it. The dangers uh, of we'll asbestos. We'll get to it. <laughs> uh, because of all the asbestos in the walls, she survives, and is not only survives, but she's fertile. But she gets kidnapped by frog people who are angry at her because of all the frogs that she murdered. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the legend and and the the after school special message is don't murder frogs. <laughs> there we go. That, that's what brought on the, the hey, apocalypse. Hey upon kids, us, huh? animal cruelty is a sign of psychotic <laughs> behavior. <laughs> Also, don't take caffeine pills. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking <special>. nerd. <laughs> All right, I've I've got the perfect anime adaptation. Perfect anime adaptation. Okay, so it's so it's called Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's weird. And where'd you come up with that title? And the character Sam Hell is a is an eighteen year old teenage boy. Hmm. It's it's a modern society, and Frogtown is a chain restaurant of. Frog legs, like in the uh, Muppet movies, like the evil frog leg <laughs> yep, yeah. fast food chain, and the anime semi horny plot is he is the only male clerk there, and it's all run by women, <laughs> and the manager is also a woman, and so they have like little frog hats that have like floppy little <laughs> frog arms and stuff, but they're all like horny for him. In that, like, slightly vague anime way. Where I was going to say, this better be a fucking harem anime. It's, yeah, it's basically a harem anime, but it's, it, it keeps it, you know, it's not hentai. No, I didn't say hentai. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. Each episode is just, hit, like, him going on different dates, like the girls all following Oh, see, for I him. wondered if he was dumb in this. Like, he was completely no. oblivious to it. No, 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 no. He's, he's got, uh, he... He's got irons in the fire. He so brings. To speak. He like bolsters the business because nobody goes to it because it's a fucking frog leg business, and he brings some uh, special sauce or like presentation elements to the. Uh, We're not frog talking legs. about special sauce after <laughs> yeah, after two a weeks few ago, episodes, episodes. Yeah. Maybe a month ago, about a month ago, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, that's that's the show. Yeah, and yeah. It's, his name is Sam Hell. Hell comes to Frogtown. One of your newer fangled harem anime is not like the classic one where they don't know fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, well, that was what I was. Yeah, that's, the, that's the one I was for. That's the trope I'm familiar with. Your Tenchi. I don't, I don't know why any of these women are hanging around. That bullshit. I don't like girls. <laughs> Ew, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard me, Ronma. Fuck you. Anyway. So, uh, okay, uh, one last spin of the wheel, Code. Split Ends! How weird is that, right? Uh, so Split Ends is a, is a game where we either end it differently or tell an alternate sort of take, like an alternate, uh, um kind of view of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the um, with this one, uh, I'll st- I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I kind of think it would have been more exciting to to stick with that character in the beginning, that 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 scavenger character yeah. and see how he does the, you know, how how he navigates frog town, right? Like cuz uh the, the the way it was, like, with Roddy Piper, like you guys mentioned, you know, there's the problematic hero element of it. But also, like, he wasn't super relatable. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Like, it's it's just like, boy, this is... This is was, these are problems I don't have. <laughs> he wasn't an every rapist. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> but I think that the scavenger character could very well, you know... I mean, it, it could almost end up like a Fallout-like situation where... He, Fall out, you know, fall out the movie, basically, right? Mm-hmm. 
Any ideas on some split ends? Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about this too, and it kind of feeds into yours of what, what I talked about at the beginning, where it's more of a swamp wasteland than it is a uh, oh, desert. Okay. Keep, keep pretty much everything else the same, but, well, I guess not everything else the same. <laughs> Do what we were talking about, where that introductory character scavenger ends up being... Roddy Piper's character and you think it's a mutant because the face is covered up and the frog people are like that where you can still tell they're frog people but they like hide their faces and they dress a little bit more like marsh swamps like ghillie suit stealthily and then have Roddy Piper's character be the like water world swampland survivor type character. It could be like Sequest. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. By now, DSV. my lungs were burning for oh, air. DSV. Or uh, sea hunt. Qu- sea hunt. Yes. Yeah. Not. Se- oh my god! But Sequest would be great too. <laughs> Sequest. Oh my god! It would be the ship. Sea Lab. Sea Lab twenty twenty one. Sam Hill comes to Sea Lab. <laughs> Ooh, that would go well. Oh man, a, a Frog Town, a Hanna Barbera production. Oh my gosh. Uh, any uh, split ends, Josh? My end just keeps going after the end of the movie, but it, it details the nuclear war that definitely is going to happen between the frog people and the fucking humans. <laughs> because sure. they have, like, uranium and shit that they're buying. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's going to happen. The, the inevitable uh, day after version <laughs> of... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's basically the day after. It's the remainder <laughs> of it. Watching Sam Hell's face melt off the whole... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really solve any problems in this movie. (laughs) Well, that concludes the games portion of this bit. What's next, Josh? Well, next we do the Where Are They Now? We rate the movie, and we do the trivia. Anybody have any trivia that they want to bring to the table before I start with uh, my list? I I shared mine earlier, (laughs) so... Yeah. Uh, I have one that's the... uh, the Actor Roddy Piper is is more famous for a different movie that's called They Live. <laughs> That's that is factual. <laughs> that is factual. There's, a, there's another uh, interesting sci-fi uh, movie. In fact, that... I think we just drank a soda to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, to, to reiterate the one that Aura did, uh, sleazy as the movie is, it was intended to be sleazier. Lead actress Sandal Bergman refused to do nudity in the dance sequence, which was scripted with the character stark naked. Gross. Uh, Co-writer Randall Frakes went on to write other straight-to-video action and horror titles, like Instinct to Kill and Devil's Prey. Uh, He also has a story-slash-script credit for the True Lies video game, (laughs) which I'm sure we all remember fondly. I think I looked it up today, and it was a Sega CD game. (laughs) Oh, Oh, is that what it was? It's just a Japanese port of the home improvement game. Are they like, do it it very slowly? (laughs) Uh, Co-director R.J. Kizer was probably the most successful alum in the movie. Uh, He was the one who had the previous background in effects from Escape from New York. Uh, He did what I think a lot of people who do like an indie film like genre thing that'll show up on this did. Uh, realized, hey, I could actually have a career doing real movies if I just do something in the technical fields. And he became a sound person. <laughs> uh, 
He worked in various positions in sound departments of nearly 100 films, including Inception, Deadpool, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Wow. Have Real talk, though, have either of you guys seen War for the Planet of the Apes? I don't think I've seen War yet. You saw it? It's awesome. That no, movie fucking rocks. I only saw the first one of the new trilogy, I think. I, I, I really fucking Woody loved Harrelson, the first right? one. The James Franco one? Yeah. yeah. I loved I, that one. I, thought I it was watched great. that one. It was okay. I didn't watch the second one. And then the Woody Harrelson one was yeah. so good. Is that the one with the apes on horses? Yeah. There was yeah. one with a preview for that and I was like, man, I should, I really should watch these movies. I, uh, my wife went into War Cold. Oh, because like, I, I told her I'm like I'm going to see War for the Planet of the Apes. You can come along if you want, and she did. And she's like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> that movie is honestly better that way. Like, yeah. I think it's a really cool like if you don't know anything, uh, if you just know like the loose yeah. the the franchise is about monkeys eventually or like already having taken over the world. Yeah, sort well, of thing. Well, I wonder if the war yeah, between them because because uh, I mean. If they had made, was it Dawn? The James Franco one. Right. Like, if they had made it after and made it a prequel, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I think that you could you could also be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, but, yeah. So, uh, Donald Jackson, who was also part of the directing and writing team, uh, he was the true believer of the Frogtown IP, uh, because he went a career through a career alternating between video horror and low-rent kids movies, including a film uh, from Riff Tracks, which is... Uh, Everyone's just quite famous for its version on Rift Tracks called Roller Gator. Uh, you guys ever seen Roller Gator? <laughs> I have not seen it's, Roller Gator. We'll watch Tell Roller Gator sometime. <laughs> it is a fucking experience. It's a kid's movie about this weird kid that finds a fucking talking gator that roller skates. Um, what? Oh, it's yeah. not roller good. skating movie I haven't seen. Aura is you won't erect. like it. <laughs> Visibly erect right now. I mean, because I'm standing up. <laughs> uh, Jackson also directed the sequels uh, to Hell Comes to Frogtown, Frogtown 2, which stars Lou, Hure- Lou Ferrigno, uh, God, infamous asshole Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> uh, Denise Duff, and Robert Zadar. So th- there was a Zadar, Zadar in the Frogtown franchise. Maybe the real Zadar was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> he also directed uh, The Toad Warrior, which I can't remember might actually be two films, no. The Toad Warrior and Max Hell Frog Warrior. I do remember that from look when we watched the movie and looked yeah. up the trivia. It's the same movie re-released okay. under a different name. Yeah, it's, with the B-movies, it's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's an actual or another movie. Uh, none of the sequels featured returning cast members, which I think is pretty fucking telling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> several of the cast members were in other Up All Night films. Uh, I mentioned Rory Calhoun, who was in uh, Angel. He's also in Angel 2 and the film Motel Hell, which was another Up All Night movie. Motel. Uh, Christy Summers was in Hard Bodies, sort of an archetypal uh, boob comedy. And uh, Sandal Bergman appears in the uh, classic Stewardess School. <laughs> so we want to do our uh, ratings now? The ratings. Uh, I give this film 3.5 tadpoles out of 10. Tadpoles? Yep. Um, I enjoy the movie, but it's not a movie to show friends. <laughs> it's a lesson that I learned the hard way twice. <laughs> and need to get fucking tattooed like it's memento. Um, it's... It is an interesting artifact of what it is, if you can ignore the porniness. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm always a fan of, of Piper, 
who is super fun. Uh, all of the effects are kind of fun and interesting to watch. Um, it's insubstantial at its core as a film. Like, as, as I mentioned, the plot synopsis is fucking... You can breeze through what this movie is about. But it's bizarre and interesting enough to be a fun curiosity. If you don't mind sitting through sex scenes that are not very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I give it four shocking cod pieces. Four. Ooh. Jeez. Yeah. Or I very much enjoyed it. Yes. Wow. I, 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 as I said a couple of times during the during you guys' sort of discussion, uh, I think you overstate the porniness of it a little <laughs> bit. I, I think that that's stuff that can be looked past. I mean, particularly... You know, there's there's a certain '80s shellac that is you know kind of stuck to some of these things. That like, I mean, if you've seen enough '80s movies, you're just like, well, there's the love scene, <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. And beyond that, uh, I mean, it seemed like they were having fun making this movie, and 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 that's something that like some of these other things you can't you know you know look past, but. But, you know, when, when somebody's genuinely having, like, a, you know, they're getting into the roles and things like that, in, in this case, I, I, think you're, I think you're right. I think Piper, like, he must, he must have been a hoot to work with. <laughs> like, um, I kind of wish I could have met, I don't usually wish I could have met celebrities, but I kind of wish I could have met Roddy Piper. He seems, seems like he'd be a fun guy to go to a bar with. But it seems like all of the characters in this movie, like, the way they, you know, the... It, it stayed consistent, and it stayed. You know, it, I mean, how do we? How did? How did Josh used to always say this? This is a spectacular failure. <laughs> you know, like so. Uh, I would give it uh, two out of five oh, cryogenic wow. semen canisters. Haterade over here. Yeah, well, everyone gets to rate it what they want. <laughs> so, so why? Uh, it's. Like I said, uh, especially since Mad Max, you know, was was already a thing by that point. I think what what was the other thing that had already come out that we said early? Oh, uh, Escape from New York was one that I compared it to a lot. Yeah. So, uh, bearing that in mind, it doesn't really do that much creative stuff with the whole uh, nuclear wasteland genre. But the enjoyable parts are the like the Roddy Piper elements, the like loose cannon element of it all, the the cool sets and costume pieces in the last half of the movie, and the the weird tropesy like premise of like the shocking cod piece and all of that stuff. Like the way that it ties in, it is like interesting enough as an idea. Like I said. It obviously works well in a Fury Road situation. Like that's the best in that same scenario. But uh, but yeah, it's cool. Our damned millennial was comparing it to better movies. That's what's going on. That's <laughs> fine. We all decide our own approach. So it's nine point five out of fifteen total from us. That's solid. Like I said, I somebody else don't, would express don't interest in, in it. <laughs> I just thought Cody doesn't need to defend it. I didn't when I rated some of the other rapier movies early lower. I didn't defend it when you guys disagreed. It's, we all we all decide to rate them how we're going to rate them. 
how we're going to rate them. The Freudian <laughs> slip is one letter off here. <laughs> uh, All right, so I believe uh, Aura has a cache for us to, I do. to blast at this point. Yeah, I oh, do. Did you have a viewer letter first, actually? Did we want to read uh, that? I don't know if it Tonight. was about... I think it was about further ado, actually. Well, um, we'll read it here, because... We can't. Crap, I don't know where it lives now. Hang okay, don't, no, don't. I'll, okay. <laughs> I was going to do a bit. I'll do it. I'll do that bit on the next further ado. Um, well, you know what? Let me go, no. go ahead. And... No. Okay. You want to do it for further ado? We'll do it for further ado. I think it was for further ado. Okay. Uh, so. <clears throat> that podcast stays up all night as a presentation of, of that podcast productions. You can find all our podcast blogs and assorted nonsense at thatpodcastproductions.fireside.fm. You can also find us on Facebook at, as That Podcast Stays Up All Night Slumber Party. If uh, podcast, if podcatchers are your thing... If podcasters are your thing, call me. If you're totally into podcasters, uh, one of us is, is a singleton. If, uh, if, if podcatchers are your thing... You can find us at uh, That Podcast Productions on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or and iTunes, or you can just add the RSS feed from the website. Remember to subscribe and review. Isn't there an Instagram as well now? No, well, yeah, yes. Uh, well, there's also the Gmail. So uh, you can email us at that.podcast.productions at gmail.com. Uh, conveniently, the, the uh, Instagram, which as of this recording, has almost nothing on it, <laughs> is, is uh, Instagram.com slash that.podcast.productions, conveniently. <laughs> have, have you linked that through the... We'll talk about it off air. Have not. Um, I've done nothing. All right. <laughs> that was an easy answer. Fair enough. It, it has a picture on it, and, and the viewers can go view that well, single picture. I was going to ask is if you linked it through the... Through our website or through the Facebook? I, I, I don't have it. I don't have the Facebook password. <laughs> don't you post on it. <laughs> no, I don't have... Oh, you okay. have to have the admin one, I think. Okay, well, we'll work it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting Instagram, and I think we're getting Twitter someday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it'll it'll come up at a millennial schedule. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, since Cheerleaders Beach Party is by far the most downloaded episode that we've done, we're shamelessly going back to that well with 1988's Cheerleader Camp. Hang on, episode. when you say the most downloaded episode, like, by a long ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's telling of our audience. <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> uh, which dares to ask, what happens when you take out all of the original twists from Sleepaway Camp? Turns out the audience falls asleep. <laughs> well, that does it for this amphibian installment of That Podcast Stays Up All Night. Until next time, don't lick any toads unless you ask first. <laughs>